Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Welcome to this week's edition of the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast, where we will continue our reviewing of the playing squad for the 2020 season shortly. But first, we have some news to get through. And Scotty, let's start with the sponsorship news. Yeah, so uh, an awesome extension. Asashi Premium Beverages have signed for another five years. They've already been sponsoring the club for over 30 years. So that's an awesome partnership deal. For those who don't know who it is, it is the Schweppes, uh, it's the Gatorade Cool Ridge Water. So they've been hydrolating the Bulldogs. Oh, they've been hydrating, sorry, the Bulldogs for 30 years, and they'll make it up to 35 years. What an awesome partnership. How cool is that? A 30-year partnership continues. Very good. Positive news there. Uh, the Bulldogs have been active in the player market too, Scott, with the announcement of the signing of Penrith. Young front row forward, Jack Hedrickton. What do you think of Hedrickton as a player? Welcome him in. A bit of punch in the pack. I love it. I love it. Aggression. I think it's what we've been missing. I think we've been talking in the podcast where we've been where we've missed. Um, one thing I would have loved, I would have loved a partnership with him and Tolman, to be honest, to, you know, them working together, have almost the opposites together. I thought that would be a perfect pack. Unfortunately, Tolman's not there, but... Bring on Jack, eh? He's going to aggressive. He's an aggressive man. Yeah, I think it's a really good signing. And with the exception of the Blake Green signing, I'm really liking what the Bulldogs are doing out in the market at the moment. What about you? No, I'm, I'm liking it. Uh, I think we spoke about this a couple of months ago where we needed a forward who added that punch, added that thing. He, some fans say he reminds you of a Marco Mealy, and I think he does in the sense of how aggressive he is. And uh, that's something we need. Like he, he stood up to Jared Rhea, Rhea Hargraves this year uh, when he was playing for the New Zealand Warriors when he was loaned there for a, a short stint at the Warriors. He stood was, up to him. That was a great, great game to watch. Yeah, he stood up to him. Uh, he didn't back down on anything. No matter, it's like the old bull versus the young bull. Uh, every time he plays for Penrith. Apart from, I think, his first two NRL games we got sin-binned. But every time he plays for Penrith, he makes an impact on the game in a positive way. The only thing, the only concern you have with him is he's definitely got a penalty or two in him. It's just keeping that aggression and maybe trying to lock, like, with a discipline. But, you know, you need that player on the team. Just to scare to play, scare the opposition a little bit. Put some fear into him. I think he's been suspended three or four times in a 20-game career. So he's got a bit of a hothead streak to him. But you're absolutely right. He is, he's still really young. Uh, so hopefully he can temper that over the next couple of years but keep that aggression going. I think he could uh, really develop into a real forward leader at the club. It'll be exciting to have him um, at the club. He's got some good leg speed too. But that's a three-year deal for Jack Everton at the Bulldogs starting from next year. Well, it quickly excites me that Luke Thompson as well. Like he, I felt like the, towards the end of the season, starting to really find something in the NRL. And he was against the Panthers. I know Luke's out for the first couple of weeks for next season. But Luke uh, against the Panthers this year had some leg leg speed. He was, showing, he was running into the line and barging into the line. And I was thinking them two together with that leg speed could cause a bit of damage. Yeah, uh, Thompson's leg speed's been good ever since he got to the club. Uh, it's one of the first things you notice when you see him run. Uh, and I think the combination of uh, Thompson and Hemington will work well going forward. I reckon that Hemington will probably start off the bench to start the season next year. Yeah, Unless if he has a breakout off-season. Uh, but I reckon he'll finish the season as a starting forward. Yeah, I reckon him and Thompson are going to be the starters 
in the long term. I'm talking about beyond that, but yeah, Hetherington will be on the interchange bench for sure. And his job, 25th minute or something, you pretty much treat him like a bull, smack his ass and tell him to run. <laughs> go out there and go crazy. And uh, some other news, uh, Bulldogs fans online have been, and I've been part of this, I've been calling for this for about six months, I reckon, Scotty. I think it's uh, been about 18, to be honest, about <laughs> six vocally. Um, Bulldogs fans have been calling for the signing of Matt Burton from the Penrith Panthers to come to the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. At this stage, Penrith are holding strong. He is contracted to the Panthers for one more year, uh, but the Bulldogs are favourites to sign him for 2022. Uh, the Bulldogs hope that if they do land a signature for 2022, they'll be able to put some pressure on the Panthers to get an early release and get him a year early. Well, they have to. Come on. like I mean, for us as well. But, I mean, they re-signed Tyrone May. They extended his deal at the club. He's taken his Matt Burton's bench spot. They've got Cleary. They've got Jerome Luai. Cleary and Luai are one of the probably the, be- the, the best heart... Um, sorry, them. The best halves at the moment going in form. So there's no starting spot. And the only thing he could get is a bench spot. And they've opted for Tyrone May. They've extended his contract at Panthers. Come on, you can't let this young kid sit another year out. He's ready to rip in. He's classy. He's got everything. I 100% agree, but that's obviously spoken by a true Bulldogs fan there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't like to feel like they've... They've chose Tyrone May over him. I think that's a wrong decision. I think Burton's much more classier and a much better player, in my opinion, than Tyrone. I think no. May has proved himself as a versat- more versatile player. Yeah, agree. Yeah. He's been playing centre, second row, lock, hooker. Um, I've been really impressed with Tyrone May this season. Well, yeah, I mean, his, his versatility is probably where he gets the nod, but when it comes to in the halves, I think Burton has it. Burton's a, a natural, a, a great half. He's got everything. He's got... Absolutely everything in his game. Like, Burton, I think, played in the back row against us and scored yeah. a try. Well, there's uh, a few good judges out there saying that that's where he'll end up. Yeah, and I reckon Bert, I, I just get, bring him over, give him the number seven, just put that in the negotiation, just put the number seven jersey on the like just on the table, just say that's yours when you're ready to come. Well, possibly the number six jersey, Scotty, because from going from the west to the east... There's a story coming out of the Silly Roosters that uh, they're going to move on Kyle Flanagan as soon as possible. He does have a deal for next year, but they no longer see him as a future rooster. They've told him that he's free to look forward, and the first club that's been linked to him is the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. What's your first thoughts? I was thinking about it. Um, I think Kyle is a, a decent player, a good player, and but he's really young as well. So I think there's a lot of development there. Um, so I think Trent Barrett will be licking his lips if he got a chance of Kyle to to train him. Well, it'd be interesting to see how Kyle Flooding would go under training, even the credit that Trent Barrett's got for Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I see Kyle and I see potential there. And uh, he's had some really good games this year and he's had some really quiet games this year. Um, not many people, I've just heard that he did a shoulder injury where he requires surgery in his sh- shoulder and he did that in the first half in the, the finals game and he soldiered on powered through the injury, really struggled out there, um, which was a pretty good trait, you know, going battling through the pain. But what I see in Kyle, there's so much more potential in him. And Upside. he's shown, shown so much. That's my, He's got so much in him that if he was to come to the Bulldogs, he'd be a starting halfback already. I agree. At first, I was like, I wasn't sure how to take it, but you're completely right. Um, 
is better than any half that we've currently got on the books. Mm. So that's that's a step in the right direction. But also the way I see Kyle Flanagan at the moment, it's where Nathan Clary was for two, three years ago. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, he's got all. He's got everything. He's got a decent kicking game. It can be better. He can. He knows when. Uh, he he. We know he can run. He's quick too. He just needs to pick his moments in games, which he'll get better. He hasn't played much. That was his first full season, and I thought that wasn't a bad first debut season. And Cooper Cronk said it was a good season for him. However, to be told just one year in and your first proper season, you're not, you know, you're not a part of the future plans. That's a. That's I feel a sorry one. for. I feel sorry for him because he hasn't really been given enough opportunity, as you're alluding to there. One yeah. full season at the club. He was at the Sharks the year before, wasn't he? So. Yeah, he had two years at Cronulla where he was yep. two or three years where he was playing second fiddle to Towns Johnson and just coming in. Yeah. And he was playing well when he was coming to Cronulla. And so the but the most amazing thing is his goal kicking for New South Cup was I think sits around sixty five percent. But his NRL goal kicking's around eighty. So I don't know, that's <laughs> because he was younger and he's put so much more in his time and then he was so bad at the start that he just started to get better the more time he's put in it. He's a good goal kicker. I think Trent Barrett will have him firing, and I think Trent Barrett for him for Kyle Flanagan. If I was being him and not saying this as a Bulldogs fan, to have Trent as a coach and all the raps you hear him about Nathan Cleary, and you, if you have the chance to re- get released from your contract and jump to the Bulldogs, that if I'm sitting there being Kyle, I'm starting to go, yeah, this is actually not a bad, a bad finish for me actually to leave also, the Roosters. You also got to think about who he's um, had contact with who he's played with and who he's learnt from. So he's learnt from Cooper Cronk yep, at the that's Roosters. That's a good point. Uh, he's played with or trained with Chad Townsend, a premiership winning halfback at Cronulla. Uh, and he's played a whole season with Luke uh, Keary at one of the most dominant NRL clubs in the competition at the moment. Mm, so he's coming from a really well-educated spot. Coming in with Trent Barrett, which, who is a, a 5H great of the game himself, you can only see him getting better and better. Um, and just to have a little look forward into a potential lineup next season, Scotty, you could have Burden, uh, Matt Burden at 5'8", Kyle Flanagan at a halfback, Hetherington front row. Mm. Started to shape up, eh? Hetherington yeah, Thompson in the front row. You got Waddell off the bench in the second row. Elliot uh, Jackson starting. Raymond Vitale and Nick, oh, Nick Kotrick at uh, wing. How can we forget that signing as well? Well, well Nick will be at centre. Oh, he wants, yeah, he wanted to play Saturday, didn't he? He, probably yeah, pushed, well, he might push Rimmers to the wing. <laughs> that might be not a bad strike side. If... There you go. Maybe the team is shaping up well going forward. I've got to say that apart from the Blake re-signing, after all those things we've talked about, I'm really happy with the direction that the Bulldogs recruitment team seems to be going in. No, I agree. All right, Scott, to continue the player ratings from where we left off last week, the next player on the, on the list, Nick Meany. 16 games this year, six tries, 22 goals, and a highest point score of the year on 68 points. I actually thought Nick had a good season, especially when he was put back to fullback. I thought when he was given the opportunity yeah, to go back there, I was like, hallelujah, we found our fullback for the rest of the year, and then Hopawati came back from injury. And I think he offered much more at fullback with uh, his speed, uh, you know, support play. Support play was much quicker with every with everyone. Hopper was a bit slow on the support play. Uh, plus, uh, I think when t- when Nick Meany was going for a run, he gave uh, 
particularly against the Dragons, there's a lot of different things. With Hopper, it's always the idea of pass first, pass first, pass first with Hopper. Uh, with Nick Mini, they were a bit unsure if he's going to pass or run. And there was a few times where he, I think because of Hopper always choosing the pass, he was able to run and catch people off guard a little bit with his speed. So I thought yeah. it was a really good year. He's definitely a lateral fullback, but he gave it his all on the wing as well, didn't he? Oh, one yeah, of he the really long. one of the better performers of the comp- of the uh, squad for 2020. I'm going to give him 7.5. Yeah, I was going to say 7.5. I don't know why Jordan Giles dropped him or rested him for the last two weeks. I don't know. It's one of those things, right? Like, I'm not a fan of him playing wing. I feel like if he's in a team, he's got to play fullback. But he gave his all wherever you put him. Mm, yeah, I think you summed up nicely. All right, next player. Marcelo Montoya. Do the Marcelo Montoya. (laughs) Nine games, three tries this season. I thought every every game he did play, I didn't think he let the team down. He scored a great try against Souths where Wake can put the chip over and he kind of like popped his head up and he caught it over the shoulder. I thought that was a pretty cool try. That's a cool highlight for him. Never think, I didn't think he let the team down at all when he played. He played center, played wing. I would uh, be happy to give him a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'll go 6 just due to lack of a lot of opportunity. Um, he's got one of the better strike rates for try scoring. Nine games and three tries. That's a bit sad. Or for our team. Well, a try every second game. So if you every played, third? Yep. So if you played... Um, if you played, uh, you know, double the amount of games, it'd be easily the leading try scorer. Yeah, he's one of our departing players too. <laughs> um, I think he had a couple of games where he was down, but I think for the majority, uh, seven or eight of those games were really good. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Next player, Scotty, I think he's had a pretty disappointing season. He finished with no points on the board. The new Dylan, run. Dylan Napa. <laughs> Played 16 games this year. I don't think he's... We, have, we haven't seen his, his best at the Bulldogs. There's been two pretty disappointing seasons for Dylan. I don't think he's getting used correctly. I don't think he's that long-term prop. He plays big minutes. Yeah, you can see him, especially when you're at the game, you can see him deteriorate in the middle of the first half where he just tired about 20 minutes and he plays about another five to eight. And he just looks exhausted. That's when he starts coming, flying out the line, trying to put big hits on, causing all sorts of issues. Yeah, and I do remember a few times when he was taken off the field, a few times I saw it this year, when he's walked to the interchange bench and he's actually stumbled, like he's actually dropped onto the ground, like he's played the whole 80 minutes. And he, he's just not the prop. He's just not that prop. It's not his fault he's being used like that, I guess. But he's just not that player to play long minutes. I mean, he's done it in the past and played some good games, particularly Newcastle last year when everyone dropped around him. And he stayed on the field for most of it, and he played really well. But overall, I think he should be maxed at 40 minutes a game, if that, and different and used in two different stints. But they're trying to make him play 50, 60 minutes and play, like you said. When he hits 20, you can see him getting, getting gassed. And then, like you said, all those silly mistakes after it. Uh, so for Dylan this year, he's a played. He raised the bat for 150 this year uh, games. I want to give him a four out of ten. Fair call. Uh, good point that you make there, though. He definitely given it his all, so you can't knock him for that. No, definitely. Uh, not. I'm going to go four out. Of, I'm going to agree with you. Four out of ten. Uh, next player, keep it up with the forwards off a of hickey, Ogden. Only the three appearances this season, he did get a try. 
He played well this year. Uh, he started it towards the end of the. Uh... Sorry, I've read the uh, the wrong column there. After he oh, yeah. played five games, he started five games at six off the bench. He had not scored to try to shoot. I think he played pretty well. I mean, I I preferred him off the interchange bench. I thought you could you definitely know when he's on the field, he's added something on the bench. He did start for Tolman for a little bit. Uh, the one thing that his second stint, I noticed when he was a starting prop. Was very. It was not as good as his first stint. Definitely needs. I mean, it, it is his first. It was his first time really trying the starting type of prop. Very different. Going back off and then coming back on again to finish the game. So, for Afiki, I think he had a pretty decent season. I think next year will be his make like his his big year. I reckon yeah. that will be his stamp on the Break first round. Breakout yeah. year. I'm gonna give him a six. I'll go five point five. Not very close. So maybe fitness uh, issue with our front rowers. Yes, maybe there is. <laughs> now we're reviewing it and talking about them. <laughs> well, we just gone through Lapa and Ogden. We've said that they uh, get gassed. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, well, that's where earlier, Scott, we spoke about the signing of Jack Everton. That's where the difference can be made, I suppose. Mm. All right, next player on the list, Jaden Ockenbaugh. What a 12 months he's had. Uh, he only managed the three appearances this year. Uh, he, he got himself a try. And I thought, uh, Scotty, he was incredibly impressive once he came back into the bubble and got back out onto the field. No, I agree. He out there making metres, owning it, uh, making impact in games. That was something. Uh, if you told me he was going to play one game this year after the scandal at the start of the year, I'd laugh at you. I thought no chance would they rush him in. They'd be better next year. Then he's done an ACL. He's got back in, and then he's got an ACL where he might miss most of next year because of the ACL. That's unfortunate for him. I think yeah. we've already covered the incident enough and also how we thought that he wasn't going to get a game for the rest of the year. And then yeah. a week later, he was put into the team. <laughs> yeah. um, he only managed the three games. In those games, he was quite good. He was one of our better performing players towards the back end. Um, I'm going to go six. Yeah, I was going to go seven for what he, what he played, for what he did on the field this year. All right, moving on. Chris Smith, uh, get limited time, three games overall. He did score one try as well. Scored a very good try against <laughs> South. The match winner as well. It ended up being the match winner. Yeah, I think we've got to uh, keep the eyes on the social media pages there for something happening, I think, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yes, keep your eyes. <laughs> uh, really solid this year, I thought. It'll, uh, again, limited opportunity. Yeah, agreed. Not much. He came from the knee injury after the All Stars game, where it felt like an an age when he's representing the Indi- Indigenous All Stars. Felt like a year or two ago that game was played, and he came off a knee injury, which hampered most of his season. He's a player, you know, that just gives a hundred percent every week, no matter what role. Is he playing the lock? Is he playing limited minutes on the interchange bench or starting? Miss tackling becomes an issue. Him on the edge, if you get found out against Penrith a little bit. Uh, but I think it's been a decent year, and I was thinking about maybe a 6 out of 10 for him. Okay, I was thinking 4. Oh, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> Again, a limited opportunity might have been hurting him a little bit there in defense, uh, a few defensive liabilities. All right, um, moving on. The namesake, Remus Smith. Um, 14 games this year for four tries. I prefer him playing on the wing than center, but uh, exclusively at center this year, wasn't he? No, he got a couple of games in the wing before getting dropped and brought back in. So he's been, yeah, he's had a bit of a a rocky start, a rocky season with inclusion. It's not a year that he wanted, 
No, I also thought uh, he got a bit hot-headed this year where he lost, flew off the handle a few times, too. Yeah, what, need Ravala this year, Mika? Ravala. yeah, need him at Bank West. Mm. Like, we said that joke about Fijians at a Bank West with Rima Smith <laughs> around, so he doesn't like him for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, you know, last year I thought, you you remember Remus being top try scorer, scoring like 11 or 12 tries in a, a, a poor year last year. I thought that was, how good is this? Like, this winger in a poor year still, you know, scoring good tries. Wanted to play center, lost all his impact. I don't think he passes to the wing that often when he's playing center. I think he's a great winger bringing the ball back. I reckon wingers are sometimes more important than centers in a game. Today's yeah. game, yeah. Uh, his finishing skills and his, his meter gainage is why he should be on the wing. Yeah, and this year I was looking for like high hopes for him. I thought, you know, this is going to be his year he really st- stands for, but I think he's gone backwards a little bit and... His impact in games was very low, and I expected much higher, so I'm going to give him a 3 out of 10. Ooh, I was thinking 5. <laughs> I was thinking, everything you said there has come from the switch, from wing to centre. Mm. Um, I thought he was fairly solid. 5, I don't think, is a great score either, but um, yeah, I'll go 5. Okay, so 5 for Remus and 3 from me. So 5 <laughs> for Matthew for Remus, and I've given him a 3. 8 out of 20. <laughs> 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 okay, the next one, the big signing this year, Scotty, Joe Stimson. Unfortunately, didn't last too long, only the two games. Yeah, round one, round two. Didn't know what life in the bubble was like, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know what they're complaining about, he said. Well, earlier this episode, we we're talking about loose signings. You almost wrote Joe Stimson in that category. Yeah, well, we haven't seen much of him. And then I do remember, though, round one, he came on, and the first thing he did is give away a penalty, uh, hit, uh, I think, Guffer on the head. But you can't blame him. I think a lot of people want to be in that position. <laughs> <laughs> Knock that crown right off. Yeah. That's fake paper mache crown. Um, I remember him doing some ball playing in the, in the second row this year. Against the Yeah, against the Cowboys. He did the pass. He got a line break assist to Meany who ran most of the field, and then the ball back and inside to Lewis, and Lachlan Lewis finished it off. Um, that was the most famous try, because Lachlan Lewis went to celebrate with the crowd, and that was the first game from no crowd. <laughs> and he, that was pretty funny from Lachlan. Uh, uh, but that was where Joe Stimson got hit after he passed the ball and landed on the point of his shoulder. And that's what mm. caused the damage. Yeah. And then I came out and said, oh, did he get like dropped because he missed two tackles? And it turned out he was battling with a shoulder injury, and then two weeks later we found out that was because of that tackle. Uh, and that end of the season so I was I mean he had no time to do he had no real time for anything really so uh, I don't know how do you, how do you rate this one like you, I'm going to give him a 3 out of 10 purely go, because he only played the two games I'll go 3.5 because he got a, a line break assist with me <laughs> there you go alright moving on another front roller this time so I say Sue that's a parting one again Another departing. He started in two games, played third end off the bench. I thought he was enormous this year. I thought he was one of our best players. I was like, looking at that off-contract list and be like, yeah, he'll stay. There's no way the club will let him go, even if it's another 12-month deal. And then the final week, departing plays include Aiden Tolman, so I so soon. I went, oh, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I think you spent some time in the corner for a little bit after that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I was looking <laughs> how good he was off the bench. I think he's the best bench player. Because he always adds something when he comes not, on. Not sure if that's a rap or not. <laughs> that's a rap. There's no shame not in being a, 
there's no shame being on the interchange bench because when he came on, every time he comes on, you know Sawaso Sue's on the field. And you, he hits people. He's very little for a for a prop. Like he short. doesn't look like you're short, but he didn't even look much of him anyway compared to like when it stands next to Thompson. Thompson looks like he towers him. Yep. But Sawaso Sue's got heart. What he lacks in height and thing, he's got heart. He's got ticker. Like that is just enormous. Chasing down Charles Nickel Clockside. I know that was last year, but who can forget that? Pulling him to the touchline. Um, he runs. He runs hard. He's got good leg speed. I thought it was pretty decent defense. I'm actually going to give him a seven and a half this year for what I'll, he's used. Yeah, I'm going to go six point five. Well, so he's dropped the one point. <laughs> that <end. laughs> there we go. All right, another front rower. Or at least he finished the year at front row in his proper position. Luke Thompson, when he first came across, a lot of people were saying he's too small to be a front row in the NRL, and he'll probably play lock, and that's what that's how he started. Uh, I thought he's pretty impressive coming in from the UK into quarantine in Melbourne, driving up to Sydney, and then playing the first week. He was pretty much available. Um, incredible, given all that he went through to get onto the field. That's an incredible achievement. He played super well. Given that background, oh, of course, he just—he was in a, a a hotel, two rooms, pretty much in a bathroom, doing weights, uh, trying to do like cardio exercises in between the hallways of the hotel room and running up and down. He uh, mucked around and said he flicked the kettle on and off a few times. He had a few uh, more teas than he normally would have. A cup of teas that is, he would normally have, being in quarantine because he was bored. Um, for what he's did, it's fantastic. And I, like I said, I feel, like when he first came in, he added some punch. I think he uh, a little bit slow. I, think, I mean, a lot of things. He didn't have his girlfriend here as well. He was pretty much by himself, put into a quarantine bubble overseas. That's right. He had um, to try to gel with new teammates in a new environment in a different then, country. Yeah, and then he's towards the back end. I thought he's been really well. He's been dudded of two tries. I tell you that he should have two tries next to his name. Uh, <laughs> I want to put everything into account. I want to give him a seven and a half. I think we've seen the really good signs from uh, the real back end with his leg speed. And I was, was going to go the other way and say we can't take that into consideration. We're just going to do the on-field stuff. Oh, no, you've got to... He's stuck <laughs> in a hotel. Oh, I'll give him a seven and a half because he showed good signs and I reckon next year he's going to be... And I'll mark my words here. I want to say he'll be one. He'll be top three of our player podcast of the year next year. Look, I think um, he had a few quiet games in the middle there as well. So yeah. because, because of that, I'm going to go 6.5. Okay, that's fair. But that's if, fair. I was putting, if I was putting the quarantine and all that into consideration, I'd be up towards the 8, I reckon. That's why I said 7.5. There course, we go. <laughs> all right, Scotty. One of your favourite players. He's leaving the club. Aiden Tolman, uh, 15 appearances in the starting lineup this year. Two off the bench. He's got two tries this season as well. Hey, tell me what you did. You celebrated extra a little bit harder when Tom went cross this year twice. <laughs> I tell you, because he played front row. <laughs> yeah, the try against Newcastle, and for those you say on Twitter that the players don't like him or respect him, that that was some ideas going around. Damn, got all the players on the field celebrating pretty hard when he scored the uh, first try against Newcastle, and he scored against the West Tigers this year as well. Um, Two tries. He almost was our top try scorer. At <laughs> one stage, it looked like he was going to get there. Uh, our podcast player of the year, by the way. He won. He got the polls. He got top of it, uh, top of the table. Uh, sad to see him go. Over 200 games for the club this season. 
Oh, not the season, sorry, for his career, for his 10-year span, sorry. It's quite sad to see a veteran go. I have to give it, I'm going to give him a 9.5 out of 10. Never let wow. you down. Very Podcast nice. player of the year, you can't. He's, a, he's definitely a workhorse, isn't he? He's uh, yeah. one of the better workhorses in the game. He always gives you about that 200-meter running meters each week. Uh, incredible effort over a for Aiden Tolman, despite the knocks on taking a hit up on the fourth. That we constantly hear. He's the only support player. Look at, <laughs> I'll tell you what, going back and look at all the tries, the Bulldogs top placed their top five tries. Kieran Holland scored one. If Kieran Holland didn't score, Aiden Tolman would have scored. It's not his fault. He's the only one pushing and support. And every time there's a line break, Tolman's running with the line break and just being a great teammate. That's players you need in your squad. 9.5. Played in some uh, big games over a period of time for us too. It's good to see him leave with a victory. Yes, it did. That's what he said. Second last round of the competition. I'm going to go eight, Scotty. Podcast player. He is the podcast player of the year. But I don't think that comes into it. I think uh, part of the reason why he's the podcast player of the year is because of how the season went. And I think that's fair to say of any front rower that wins an award <laughs> like that. Um, but you can't knock what he's done for the club. No. And good luck, Aiden, for the future. Absolutely. Moving on, Runoff Tuamunga. 25 years old at the moment, Scotty. So I reckon he's next three or four years is going to be his best years. And I reckon he's he's primed to shoot up. He played uh, started the started on the field twice this year, 14 games off the bench. He's got a try this year as well. Uh, I reckon he's about to go back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see Runoff uh, Tuamunga in the next couple of years. It'll be interesting to see what hairdo he takes in the next couple of seasons. It's always changed. It's good fun to watch. Uh, I know. If you never see a, a Pacific Island, big Pacific Island guy on the field in the Bulldogs jersey and you don't recognise him, it's because Redox changed his hair again. Yeah, it's so true. The the dreadies at the start or something, wasn't it? At the start of the year, he went uh, super sane in the middle of the year with the, <laughs> with the hair and then uh, he's gone towards the more conventional haircut at the end of the year. And he actually just got married recently, so congratulations to him. I can't uh, believe we got a Dragon Ball Z reference on the podcast there. Yeah. Or should we say should we say Dragon Ball Z for one particular listener? Oh, that one listener. We're putting his thumbs up. I can see it. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, I think it's been a good year. I think, you know, it's almost like a battle between him and Ogden, really, to take that last interchange, I think that bench spot next year to start the season. Because yep. I feel like, like Napa and... We'll probably get the nod with uh, Thompson, unless if there's a preseason who, you know, someone comes someone's and stands out of yeah, out of sight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I actually like Renault Tuamunga. I think it's exciting. It's mouthwatering next year. If Ogden misses Tuamunga's or Tuamunga's in, if Tuamunga it's Ogden, they'll be on each other's toes. You almost see them tripping each other at training or something. I oh, know I'm kidding, but it's exciting. Uh, I'm going to give Renault a six out of ten this year. I think he was good. Uh, I can't wait. I think there'll be more minutes in him, more he develops the next three years as well. I agree. Six out of ten for me as well. Moving on, uh, final three players to come. Sioli Katoa, uh, seven games off the bench this year, three starting games. Now for Sioli, I think we we talked about him just before recording, Scott. Lack of opportunities this year. Yeah, this, this first game against Brisbane this year, played 20 minutes. We I didn't think we had the ball in any attacking sets at all. And was hooked off the field. And I think I he, like, he might have been a bit overweight this year, given um, well, switching the clubs and then having the COVID break and all that. So I'd like to see him get a bit fitter over the off-season. 
But I've got a huge rap on him. Togan International that played in the game that defeated the King of Roos. Um, and I've seen him uh, watching him play for Pillar a couple of years ago. I've, I've been a big, I've said on this podcast before, big fan of Sioni. So I'd like to see him be given more opportunity and see what he can do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He did look very nuggety this year. Yeah. Uh, but because of the lack of opportunity uh, in the performances that he did put in, I will have to go for four out of 10. I want to give him a five. It was exciting. I mean, I still remember the trial, the one against the Sharks this year. Uh, 40, I mean, he just. Up at Port just, Moresby? Yeah, he's a, a typical hooker. And I think he's got like an all round hooker game. Like he's, he can run. He knows how to put you one on one, square up defense. Uh, he's got the very good deceptive of looking at a prop. I think he set Tolman and Napa over in that game as well. He's got a deceptive look where he looks at the back and he almost shoots the ball. And he almost like it's like a flat pass into your prop. And then the whole defense goes one way and then the pr- prop just comes through. Like I think Tolman and Napa scored with barely anyone touching them in that trial. It was just that easy. And they fooled, he fooled the Sharks defense twice because he looks so hard at that edge or at the back, and his whole body is facing it, there's no way he looks like he's passing a short side pass and he hits a short side pass. So, yeah, I'm giving him, I'm going to give him a five for lack of match time, game time this year. Up next is a player that almost won the Golden Boot uh, the year previous. Oh, yeah, so, I know. <laughs> Brandon Wakeham, uh, 10 games this year, seven starting. He got four goals and eight points. He started off as that goal kicker. Yes, he did. He's any point scored in round one. Yeah, he's any point scored in round one. Ah, it's a weird year for Wakeham, isn't it? Yeah. Can you can you believe that that round one game against Parramatta was this year? Wow. Yeah, I know. It feels like <laughs> it feels like two years ago, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, eighteen months or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's hard to rate this one because he showed some glimpses, but then he looked a bit sometimes out of his depth. I think the actual sin bin against Cronulla. Didn't do him well when he got Sinbin for tackling someone too hard. Yeah, bullshit. And, yeah, and it was a penalty. <laughs> I said, and I still remember Adam Jenkins. That was a couple of ruck infringements in a row. And then yeah. Jackson just responds and goes, well, that's not a ruck infringement. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty f- funny anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I really feel like that rattled him a little bit because he came back on and didn't do much. And then he got limited game time off the interchange bench trying to – it's like you're going to be here to finish off games because we don't trust our current halfback, which is a weird – Maybe what hurt him the most, Scott, was the lack of the reserve grade. Yes, yes. Like he, people like him and Cogger, even Lewis when he was dropped in the middle, so got reserve in the middle. So I wouldn't even give him a four point five. Yeah, I think uh, we've, we've said all we can about Brendan Wakeham there. I'll give him a four out of ten. And the final player on the list by alphabetical order is, of course, Dallin Watelli Zalesiak. He played eighteen games, scored the two tries this year, but I think overall was a bit underwhelming. Oh yeah, you could. Pull out of him. How many errors captains challenges? Especially at the start of the year, eh? Was, I think the start of the week for a few times there was Dallas still leads the error count of the NRL. And he just kept being adamant about not like challenging. Like one against the Eels when he played the ball backwards that game, he actually knocked <laughs> the ball on. And he was adamant that he didn't touch it. And yeah. it got off no one else but him. And then I was like, <laughs> he's, I think he's very much a heart and sleeve type of character. I'm wondering if the injury in the All-Stars game played for the Moldy All-Stars. Yes, that's right. our overall season. It felt like 18 months ago. Yes, that's 
That's why right. he did get injured. He got hurt in that, and then I don't think he was... Because he came out firing in that game. I remember watching that game going, wow, he's in for a big year. He's one of the best players on the field. Then he smashed somebody. <laughs> he was playing on the wing, uh, chased a, a kick and smashed uh, the indigenous winger or fullback and came off with a busted shoulder. Wasn't yes, the same that's... for the rest of the 2020. No, yeah, that's, actually, that's a good point. He was killing it then. He looked... In... Hot form, then we found out the injury wasn't overly that bad, or not as bad as first anticipated, but still pretty oh, yeah, bad. I wonder if it still affected him mentally, perhaps, for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, you could be right. It could be interesting to see how he comes off the off-season, using the off-season and pre-season and see what happens. It's still the poor season of what he's provided, so I'm going to give him a 3.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit more generous than you would go 4 out of 10, but pretty underwhelming. Yeah. From the New Zealand captain still. Mm. Still the New Zealand captain. There hasn't been another test since he last. And there won't captain. be <laughs> this year. <laughs> there won't be in 2020, unfortunately. How upsetting is that? But maybe that's a discussion for another time. Before we sign off, Scotty, I think it's time to say that um, there won't be an episode next week. No? Okay, uh, no episode next week. No episode next week. Uh, I'm heading off from going away for a week. You are oh, too, aren't you? Yeah, actually, yes, I am. direction. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're going up, but just I stopped much, much <laughs> earlier than you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're going to have a, a rest week on the Central Coast. I'm going to go up to Byron, Byron Bay, and have a rest week up there. So no episode next week, but that's not us done for 2020. We'll have a couple of special episodes throughout the off-season. Mm. Uh, how regular those episodes are, we don't even know at this point. But we will oh. do what we can, and if there's whenever we can get content, <laughs> and if there's uh, news, we'll be sure to give jump on here and give our opinions, basically. It, yeah, exactly. Whenever we can get content, whatever's happening in the off season, uh, we're working very hard behind the scenes on all platforms from our from this podcast to our social medias. Like, keep I'll break one away just to give you guys. Next week, we're going to be starting the top fifteen tries of the year. That's starting next week. We're going to release about two a week. So we're going to count down with us. And uh, we want your opinions on it. Give us your opinions, what you, what you think, if we ranked it too harshly or is that you had another one in mind. So just flood them through. Uh, we'll be doing a tweet, a Facebook post, an Instagram post about it shortly because it's coming in next week. And so, where do you uh, find those pages, Scotty? Uh, you find it on Twitter, of course, our most popular page at NRL, Bulldogs fans, Instagram, uh, Sorry, always the gram gets me, Matthew. Uh, NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Facebook page is NRL Bulldogs fans podcast. Give us a like, give us a follow there. And if you want to, I don't know, keep quiet or you want to email us or anything, nrlbulldogs.fans at gmail.com is how you email us. Tell us what's your try of the year. Tell us what we should do in the podcast in your season. Tell us whatever you want to hear or Whatever it may be, we'll see if we can get that in the podcast or on our social pages throughout the off-season for a bit of fun. All right, guys. Talk to you again in a fortnight. Bye.